Well, good afternoon, folk. Good to have you on board on this deliciously delightful Wednesday afternoon, Sharissa. It is just amazing out there. The birds, I'm sure, are singing. They're happy because it's Faith FM. I'm That's not sh- right. They're looking up. They're looking up. <laughs> Maybe, no, they'd be looking down. Okay, they'll, they'll be, be looking, looking down. down because we're down here and they're up there in the trees. But anyway, <laughs> folk, good to have you on board. My name's Danny and I'm here with my co-host Sharissa and our executive amazing director <laughs> behind the scenes we got shell and um without shell nothing happens so um shall she or shall she not be on the ball again and the answer is yes she will be have you anyone say that have you had anyone say shall she she'll she'll shall she <laughs> i better just carry on <laughs> Uh, we've gone like 30 seconds into the program and I'm, and I'm already getting myself into knots, Charissa. How does that it's happen? It's going to be a good day, that's oh, all. No. <laughs> well, we've got an exciting program. It won't program. be boring. It won't be boring. It won't be boring. It's very organic, but we're glad that you are here with us. Wherever you are listening from in Australia or elsewhere, we just want to give you a big warm welcome to Looking Up, the program that is each and every week where we focus on the soon return of Jesus. And uh, in case you're wondering where on earth did they come up with that phrase looking up for their program, it comes from Luke 21 verse, Charissa? I just know it's Luke 21. 28. 28. Luke 21, 28, where Jesus says, when you see all these things come to pass, look up because your redemption draws near. And so we're going to be taking a look at some of the things, um, once again, that are... clear indications that Jesus is drawing very near. His coming is literally at the doors, as Jesus said, even at the doors. But before that, we do want to give you um, our phone numbers so that you can contact us if you so choose. And you've got a question, prayer request, or a comment, or anything, feel free. Those numbers are 0491 064 or 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-324-843. There are numbers to get in touch with us for for any of those things. Also, today, uh, we were going to have some special guests, Sharissa, but they weren't able to make it, were they? They couldn't, unfortunately. They couldn't. But But they're still special. They're very special, and and God willing, they'll be here next week. Absolutely. So this week, we're going to be dealing with what we're going to deal with next week, which is Israel in Prophecy. That's a huge subject, Israel in prophecy. That's what we're going to be dealing with today. So I hope and pray that you can join us. I hope and pray you've got a Bible handy. If you're not on the road and driving, um, pull out your Bible, pull it out on the phone, and uh, you'll be able to join us in that. So we're looking forward to our fantastic time together. In the meantime, sit back, and you're going to listen to Chris Rice, Oh for a Thousand Tongues. tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise the glories of my God and King the triumphs of His grace and if I had a thousand tongues still I could never sing enough 
My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of Thy name. And if I had a thousand tongues, still I could never sing enough. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrow cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. And if I had a thousand tongues, still I could never sing enough. Breaks the power of cancelled sin He sets the prisoner free His blood can make the foulest clean His blood availed for me And if I had a thousand tongues Still I could never sing enough Hear him ye dare his praise ye dumb Your loosened tongues employ Ye blind behold Your Savior come And leap ye lame for joy And if I had a thousand tongues Still I could never sing enough Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise the glories of my God and King the triumphs of His grace the glories of my God and King the triumphs of His grace Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that beautiful song from Chris Rice. It was just a, a beautiful melody, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, very relaxing. And I hope and pray you are relaxing wherever you are. Sharissa, we are here. Another. Do you know we are in winter now? Can you believe it? Is that so? Winter has <laughs> arrived. Well, it kind of arrived a bit earlier uh, because it's been freezing cold. It has been. I'm enjoying the trees, the colour of the leaves changing, yeah. the autumn, but it's come and gone. But so there's you, still some colour. So what do you like about winter? That I can get warm. <laughs> <laughs> I like a, I like a fireplace. Yeah. I always love being so around Do you have fire. a fireplace at home? I have a fire pit. A fire pit? Yeah. Cool. But not a fireplace. Okay. What about you, Shell? Let's 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 have some way in from Shell. What do you like about winter, Shell? I prefer summer, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the food in winter better. I like yeah. a nice hot soup and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. For me, for me, I like the snow. Do you? Not that I've been skiing for ages. I mm. need to get out there on the slopes, but yeah, that's a, a great thing about winter. There's none Otherwise, of it here in Newcastle. No, there's not much of it here in Newcastle. I haven't seen much at all. Or in Kurumbong where I live. Um, but, yeah, apart from apart from that, yeah, winter, I don't really like winter. It's just too cold. I, I, I prefer the warmer weather. Like, I'd mm. rather live like northern Australia. 
Really? If I had a That's way. really hot up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the humidity. Don't mind the heat. Like now in Cairns, mm. I bet, you know, check out the news, you know, when they have the news and they show the weather around Australia, it's like 27 degrees. Really? In Cairns at the moment. So if we've got any listeners in Cairns, they're, they're in shorts. They, they probably don't even have any jackets and jumpers. <laughs> they probably True. don't. They probably can't buy any in any shops. I mean, why would you sell jackets and jeans? And, True. And all the that? one good thing about the cold is you can do something about it. Yeah. Like uh, you can... Rug up, but yeah. if you're hot, you you have to get air conditioning. Or and there's only so many clothes you can take off, eh? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, anyways. But I think that with the cold, because I have that debate with a lot of people where they say, "Oh, but yeah, you you, you can put always put more clothes on." Mm, mm-hmm. That's what but, they say. Yeah. But you get really achy and stuff in the winter too. You're you know when you're you're cold, your fingers get numb and all yeah. that sort of thing. Summer, you don't have any. Yeah. I like I like doing outdoor activities. I love outdoor activities, and I love sweating, so I don't mm. mind it if it's hot. But in the wintertime, it's cold, so you can still do outdoor stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, let's talk about what's been happening in the news before we get into our Bible study. So, um, by the way, folk, we have a gift once again for the person who will be calling in and we'll be giving you clues as we go along. Is that right? Is that what we do these yeah, days? Yeah, well, um, yeah, we just keep telling them little bits and then little we give bits. them a code word. Yeah, that's right. We'll give you a code word at the end. So be listening in for that code word at the end. And, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about what that gift will be um, later on, not, mm-hmm. not right now. But right now we're going to talk about, which we do at the beginning of our program, we just talk about what's been happening um, sort of in the news, in particular as it relates to sort of the prophetic developments that we read in the Bible. And so COVID. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't that taken off in Australia again? Again. That's yeah. um, quite concerning, the news articles coming through from Victoria, mm. saying that you can catch this new strain, this variant, by just, Rushing past someone like or being in the same vicinity, it seems. Yeah. I was looking at a news article just before coming on and it says it's calling it an absolute beast. Absolute beast. That was the wording of this new variant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, I'm from Melbourne originally, so I feel sorry for, I was talking to my cousins. Um, I'm in a Bible study with them. Uh, we do a Zoom Bible study and they were like, oh, no, here we go again. You yeah. know, another lockdown and um, only supposed to be for a week. Mm-hmm. But they're suggesting or saying, I don't know, I haven't caught up on the news today, but they're suggesting that it could go longer mm-hmm. than a week. And there's all these exposure sites. And so we're living in strange and unusual times. Yeah. We've got to look up, don't we? We have to look up. And, um, and Jesus did say, Jesus did say that as we draw nearer to his coming, this world will suffer more and more turbulence. Mm. And he used that analogy of labor pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, uh, those of you who have had children, you will you will very much relate to those labour pains. I was just in there, you know, <laughs> giving support. I was giving support. Have I told you how I that remember, all went? I, yeah, I, you can go again because it was a good story. It was a good story. Yeah, I like it. Right, have we got time for it? We do. Okay, okay. Just just a short Reader's Digest version. So, anyway. <laughs> um, my wife, with our, with our first child, I hope she's not listening, she'll kill me. She'll absolutely kill me. She'll be like, did you say all that on radio? Um, so anyway, I'll give the, I'll give the, the radio-approved version of it. Um, yeah, so first child here in Belmont Hospital. You know, our first child was born here at Belmont Hospital. And anyway, my wife was a couple of weeks overdue. So, you know, what you got to do when they're overdue, 
got to be induced. Mm. So anyway, off, off we trundled um, for her to have her, you know, have the baby um, induced. On, I remember it was a Thursday, the day before my exam started, like in November. You know, the day, like a terrible, terrible timing. Mm. I mean, but the baby was coming. So the doctors never asked for my exam timetable for them to schedule it in. So I don't know why not. But anyway, so... um. So anyway, so so we turn up, we turn up, and and nothing was happening to begin with, and I had been to all these baby classes. What are those baby classes called, Shell? That you go to where where they teach you all about Lamar's. Sorry, Lamar's class. Lamar's classes. All right, Lamar's class. Did you know that? <laughs> I Charissa? didn't know that. You didn't know that either. There you go. So anyway, I'd been to all these classes, so I was ready to step in and be a help to my wife. All right. So anyway, as the as the labour pains kicked in, I'm here trying to do massages and so forth that I learnt at these Lamar's classes. And guess what? She what? just didn't want to have nothing to do with that at all. I'm like, I went to all these classes with you. I spent all this time, and I'm not putting into practice the things that I learnt. She said a few things that I can't repeat on radio, and um, she said, "Just leave me alone." And um, but yeah. But anyway, our little bubs was born. Uh, praise but, the Lord for but that. But I wasn't helpful. <laughs> I felt really bad. Like, I, I wasn't helpful to her. Apart from holding her hand, I couldn't do anything else. And even then, right at the end, because I'm bad with blood and all that, um, I you had fainted? to. I almost fainted. Mm. I literally almost fainted. And they saw me about to faint because I was going white and I was maybe feeling a bit, you know, um, <laughs> unsteady on my feet. And they said, We haven't got time to deal with you. You need to lie down. And so no one assisted me, and so I just lay down on the floor, and and yeah, that, that's basically how it all was. Sounds very traumatic. For <laughs> it you. was very traumatic for me. Very yeah. traumatic. With um, our first son, Lyle, my husband was in, and he's uh, he was getting all queasy and stuff too, and he's like, I, I, I'm not. He's like, I'm not doing too well. I think I think I'm gonna have to to leave. And I said, Well, I can't leave, and neither will you. <laughs> and he manned up after that. <laughs> poor Lyle, poor Lyle. Oh no! I think we should have like a men's support group, a men's support group. Those that have been through a, a traumatic experience, being by the side of their spouse, yeah. um, their partner oh, or their poor, wife. Poor, poor man. Yeah, oh, I mean, my hand still hurts. She just squeezed it so hard. You know, I've shaken a lot of hands as a pastor. Yeah. You know, farmers' hands in particular, you know, they've got good, strong Big handshakes. Hands, but yeah. man alive, you know. See, the moral of the story is, as you see these things begin to come to pass. <laughs> I didn't do a good job when I was seeing these things come to pass. I was looking up because I was on the floor. <laughs> I was lying on the floor looking up. So there you go. Yeah, so anyway. Um, on to other things. Um, yeah, COVID obviously is, is, is a serious issue, a very serious issue, and um, people are anxious. I mean, people are lining up in their droves to get mm-hmm. tested, to get the vaccine, and mm-hmm. so, yeah. Then, then there was the eclipse. Yeah, that was – did you see it? I saw it, yeah. No, I got out at about 9.30. It was pretty amazing. You did saw you it, see Shel? it, Shel? Oh, no, she didn't. missed it. She was sleeping. She was sleeping. <laughs> That's a good thing too. Um now, you came across something that was a little bit oh, it's a bit amusing. Hard. A bit amusing. Yeah, it's just a bit hard to explain on radio. <laughs> it was, um, if it was a flat earth eclipse, yeah. you would have seen the moon and then you would have seen just this flat line crossing the moon. <laughs> I but, had to uh, laugh. Can you, can you picture that, folk? A flat earth moon eclipse. It is interesting. But what about if the moon is flat? 
Well, now you just... Then you can have a proper eclipse. Then you can have a proper eclipse. That's true. If they're both flat. You have this flat line in the sky. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we better move on. (laughs) So that happened this week and um, that was interesting. What else did you have in the news? What else did I have in the news? Um, Well, not so much in the news, but there's a lot of things um, Mm. going on from a religious... um, uh, Significant. Yeah, religious significance. and, And when it comes to sort of, you know... Uh, religious rights, mm-hmm. I guess you, you could call them, and um, you know how things are changing. So I, I received a, an email, and I received an email. I think it's a weekly or whenever it comes out. I'm not sure from uh, this uh, lady. Uh, her name is Kiralee Smith, and she puts out um, a newsletter or, or an email where she talks about what's sort of happening called binary. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's you know, got, and I think you get that email as well. Um, and anyway, and on there, it was just interesting to see some of the developments. Like for example, in Scotland, a twenty a twenty nine year old law student, female law student, um, is being disciplined or reprimanded or being seriously uh, discussed with by her university for simply saying that women can have children. And men can't have children and women have sexual um, organs that enable them to have children that men don't. And so she's a law student and she's not even able to express her opinion. Um, That's in Scotland, a 29-year-old law student. So Hmm. um, it's incredible, you know, that people are not able to to share the biological truth. And, I mean, she's not sharing anything that's, that's, that's false. She was just sharing the truth and sharing her views and her opinions, and she was pulled up from that. Another one um, that I came across was um, there's this cowboy movie, this cowboy movie um, where the daughter, the young daughter um, living at home, wants to be a boy and believes she is a boy. Hmm. And so, yeah, her father takes her away from home, um, well, mum and dad kind of separate. I think they're separated anyway. He comes and he sort of basically, you know, they, they plan. She goes out through the window and off they go riding on horseback, you know, hmm. um, through the United States, wherever wherever this movie is um, placed. And, um, and anyway, the, the concern was, you know, Hollywood is now jumping on board and, and looking to, you know, promote this other way of, of, of seeing oneself. And so, you know... Yeah. I think gender dysphoria um, is just going to continue to grow and grow. It's, and it is. The media the, is the, fueling it The right media now. is fueling it, yeah. yeah. Um, normalizing it and so forth. And, and the yeah. mother is seen. The mother is not keen for this in the movie. Like I just shot the, I saw mm-hmm, the clip, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the, the trailer, I guess. The mother was not keen. And, and she, you know, from the, from the trailer that I saw, she's not really seen in a positive way. She's trying to get her daughter back and so forth. But anyway, so that was really interesting, you know. Mm. There's a movie coming out called Cowboy. Um, Then, um, yeah, uh, it's interesting that, um, you know, a number of psychiatrists um, in different places are now weighing in on on the importance of, of, of properly assessing children before, before these children undergo, um, you know, surgeries that, that will alter 
them for the rest of their lives, you know, surgeries that cannot be reversed, that, you know, that, that, that proper counseling take place. And they're saying more and more now that, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these, um, yeah, confusion issues, if I could use that word, are resolved and sorted mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. you know, by children as they go through. And, um, you know, they may. Puberty yeah, sorts out a yeah, lot of things. Exactly right. So, so that's really interesting. And, um, uh, a final one here, and there's, you know, sort of the, the list is endless, but one here, once again, um, from the United States, this uh, Christian college called the College of the Ozarks, um, suing uh, the Biden administration because Joe Biden put out um, an executive order, I guess you could call it, where trans individuals at universities can choose, pick and choose which dormitory uh, they stay in and which, obviously, you know, bathrooms and so forth they use. And wow. this is a Christian college saying, no, you know, girls, females use female dormitories and um, bathrooms and males, you know, use their own. And um, and they can be fined now. They can be fined and, and suffer the consequences of not not a, a la- allowing, allowing them to do them whatever, to do whatever even though they're a Christian college and they're saying this is going against our, our Christian convictions and where is religious freedom for us to practice our faith is in this, harmony with the Constitution. This is in America? This is in the United States, mm, yeah. Wow. But, but, um, so, but that's so interesting. It's, it's, you know, it's, things normally start off in the U.S., Yeah. in the Western world, and then they eventually, you know, can't. They catch the cold, we all sneeze. That's exactly right. So anyway, we're living in interesting times and, uh, you know, holding on to God's truth and God's ways is, is so important and we need to stand by God's word. We need to do it in a loving way, but we need to stand by God's word. Well, we've got the news coming up, we've got some music, and then we'll be back with our Bible study. Savior kneels alone With nothing there to kneel on But a stone The light from the Father Is slowly growing dim Covered by a dark cloud Called sin Sleeping in the dark Lay Peter, James and John They were told to watch and pray, but they sleep on. He says, wake up. There's no time for sleeping. Don't you know that I've been weeping for your soul? Wake up. Don't you know the devil's seeking? Like a lion, he's always on the prowl. Of the Savior's poured out And soon in the distance He hears the screaming of a crowd As Judas from within the church Sells the Savior out 
says I'm seeking Surely I am He And lightning flashes in His eyes They fall at His feet He says, wake up Resting in the tomb Waiting for his father to call And like a streak of lightning An angel rolls a stone With a mighty voice that shakes the earth He calls for the sun He says, wake up You know your father's pleading Sin has been defeated at the cross Wake up Release the captive Salvation is free for everyone Wake up Let's all join together
Welcome back to Looking Up, and I hope and pray you enjoyed that beautiful hymn. I did. The Saviour is Waiting, from Melvinus. I loved it. A beautiful a beautiful song um, sung in a very beautiful way. Mm. Melvinus. Has she put out a CD? She does, yeah. She does have a CD. She has one. Two. She's got two, Shell tells us. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Now, Sharissa, what is our giveaway? I'm so glad you asked. 
this week? It is going to be a book. And this is a book that everybody's going to want to get their hands on, but it can only go to the first person or the third person who calls or texts us. And the title of the book this week, that's our free giveaway, is called What Kind of Power Is This? And I'll be giving more clues as we go throughout the program, but just to whet your appetite, the miracles of Jesus demonstrate the kingdom of God in action and they give us a sneak peek into what his kingdom will be like. More about that in this book. Fantastic. And we'll be giving you the code word at the end of the program when we invite you to call in. So don't call in right now, but you'll have the opportunity to do that at the end of our program. Now, before we get into our Bible study, um, Sharissa, we're going to be looking at Israel in prophecy. This is a Mm. a very interesting subject. It's a very big one. Big one. It is. And it's an important one indeed, because there's so much going on in the Middle East. And especially in the last few weeks, we've had we've had a war going on there in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, a lot of Christians, in particular, have their eyes on Israel, you know, and um, and sense or believe um, or understand Bible prophecy to be leading in that direction. So we want to take a look at what the Bible has to say. But before we do that, Sharissa, a little birdie called your husband. Uh, Justin, he shared with me that you guys at Hamilton Church this coming Sabbath have a very exciting day. We do have a very exciting day. what is so exciting? Well, so in Hamilton, here in Newcastle, we have a special guest speaker coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name's Greg Fernance, and he's coming to share his testimony in a brief series called You Turn to Purpose, and as part of that testimony, there's also going to be some baptisms. Mm. So if anyone's interested and you're in the Newcastle, Hamilton area, come and join us at 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. There's a program Friday night at 7 p.m. and then it continues the next day, 11 a.m. Saturday morning, followed by lunch and then an afternoon program at 2 p.m. But the baptism is going to be in the 11 a.m. Amen. So if you've never seen a Bible baptism, Mm. um, it's very, very special. It's um, it's 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 an event that you don't want to miss. And come along. Yeah, they're welcome to come along. Um, So will you guys be like even providing lunch? Yes, there's food. There's food. Did you hear that, folk? There is food. That's all. That's all someone needed to hear. (laughs) They'll be there. So anyway, those details uh, were given out, or just just Google the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church, and you'll be able to find it. So that's really exciting. And uh, there's an individual by the name of George who is getting baptized, and he is a regular Faith FM listener. In fact, this is how. My understanding from what Justin told me, it was through Faith FM, listening to Faith FM, that George um, got to know the beautiful uh, doctrines, teachings of the Seventh-day Adventist Church and made a decision to be part of the Seventh-day Adventist Church and be part of God's end-time ambassadors. That's right. Sharing the three angels' messages to the world. I think he was listening for like two years all the time, and then he just walked into our church and said, I want to be baptized. So Justin said he listened from about 4 p.m. onwards, so it's... yeah, it's around that time now. Yeah. So, George, if you are listening, congratulations. We are so excited for you, brother. And uh, we know it's going to be a very, very special day for you. And, um, yeah, there's nothing more special than a baptism. That really Amen. is the greatest celebration that we can partake in, uh, baptism. So, Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to take a look at this subject of Israel in prophecy um, in today's program. 
Now, as we are all well aware, uh, the Middle East um, is is really, um, I guess, uh, a place where anything can happen at any time. Um, you know, it doesn't take much for conflict to erupt, sadly, in the Middle East. And, um, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago we, we had you know, a ceasefire after 10 or 11 days of bombardment and, and um, I guess, um, rockets being... Um, Tossed into Israel from Gaza, and um, and the Israelis, you know, bombing certain um, buildings and sites, and people people were killed on both sides. Mm, very, very sad. Very, very sad. tragic. Very tragic. So people are are, are asking the question: um, Does the modern state of Israel still um, have the same blessings attached to it that ancient Israel did? In particular, in Old Testament times. Good question. So that's that. That's a question we're going to explore. Um, people are wondering, you know, is there any significance to, um, you know, interest in rebuilding the temple? Mm. Rebuilding the temple. Uh, this would be the third temple because the first two were destroyed. The first time by the Babylonians. The second time by Titus mm-hmm. uh, under Roman rule. In 70 AD, will there be a rebuilding of the third temple there on the Temple Mount where the third holiest site of Islam currently stands, the Dome of the Rock? Now, Mm. that would create... A lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. (laughs) A lot of trouble if if that was even... um, yeah, that and so and so people are wondering, um, and so we want to take a look at look at this subject of Israel in Bible prophecy. So I know you've done a bit of study in this space this week, and I've been looking into it this week. So we hope and pray you have your Bibles handy because we want to take a look at this um, subject, and we want to discover whether end time Bible prophecy, in particular, you know, the Battle of Armageddon. Many have heard of the Battle of Armageddon, and it's it's spoken of in Revelation chapter 16. There, mm-hmm. in the context of the sixth plague, mm-hmm. um, will the Battle of Armageddon um, take place there in the Middle East? Uh, many Christians that I believe, yes, indeed, it will. So, um, many Christians have their eyes focused on Israel, and in particular, um, that that entire region there. We, it's interesting that um, under, you know, under the Donald Trump administration, um, Sharissa, the United States moved its embassy mm-hmm. from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And that got a lot of people excited. That got a lot of people excited, created a lot of tension, <laughs> and people died. Mm. There were protests um, from the, you know, the Arab um, contingent there in, in, in Jerusalem, in Israel and so forth, who just felt this was so inappropriate. Um, it needed to remain in the more neutral venue there in Tel Aviv, the capital of of um, Israel. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's, it's quite interesting. There's, there's a lot there. So I don't know what you want to share before we move into our Bible study. I'm ready to look at the Bible. I'm happy with your um, assessment there of the, the situation as it is. Mm. So let's take a look. And um, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a look at where that name Israel comes from. Mm-hmm. So the first scripture is in Genesis chapter 32. But before we go to Genesis 32, as always, Sharissa, we need to pray. Yes. We need to ask the Lord to guide and bless our Bible study. So would you like to sure. offer a prayer? 
Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word and thank you for the fact that we can ask you to help us understand it. And as we study, we just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts and bless us here in studio and all of our listeners who join us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so here we go. This is uh, the first time this word Israel appears in Scripture is here in Genesis uh, chapter 32, mm-hmm. and it's in the context of Jacob who is about to come face-to-face with his brother Esau. Yeah. Now, he has been away from home for about 20-odd years, and uh, that was because he had to flee after deceiving his uh, father into giving him the birthright that belonged to the firstborn who was Esau, and so he's been told that Esau is coming with 400 men, and you know, four hundred armed men, and so so Jacob is is he's thinking this could be it. Mm. This could be it. His brother is angry. He wants to take revenge, um, and so he goes to pray. Mm-hmm. So let's pick up the story. So we're in Genesis thirty-two, and uh, let's pick up the story in verses um, 9 to 11. Do you want to read Genesis 32, verses 9 to 11? Sure. The Bible says, Then Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who has said to me, Return to your country and to your family, and I will deal well with you. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children." For that's it. Yeah. For you said, "I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude." Mm. So there we go. So is he in a predicament? He's in a he's in a tough place. He's in a very tough place. So he goes and he prays, and now we're gonna we're gonna fast forward uh, to verse twenty four. So verse twenty four to thirty. Notice what takes place in the middle of the night. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he, that is Jacob, said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, Mm. for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And that, yeah. Yeah. That's the name right there. There we have it. So the first time that name Israel appears in the context of this angel, capital A, so this is Jesus Christ. This is yes. the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Yep. And he changes his name from Jacob. Mm-hmm. What, what does Jacob mean? Jacob meant deceiver, and that was an appropriate name to give him, mm. given how he tried to deceive his father into giving him the yeah. blessing of the firstborn. He's a crook. Yeah. Yeah, a deceiver. And so instead, he now has the name Israel, which means... Overcomer. Overcomer, or also it means prince of God. Mm. So we have... This individual, Jacob, who now is renamed Israel. And mm-hmm. so uh, we begin with uh, one man, mm-hmm. and that then becomes the name of the nation mm. that is birthed from this one man. Because as we know, Jacob had you know, 12 sons, yep. 
and a daughter, yes, Dinah, um, and uh, yeah. So then we have the the nation of Israel. And it's interesting too, because this was all the fulfillment of the covenant promise that God had made to Abraham back in Genesis chapter twelve, where That's God right. had said to him, "I will make you a great nation. I mm-hmm. will bless you, make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed." Wow. So this is this is that covenant promise, as mm-hmm. you pointed out, that God made to Abraham, and now it's being fulfilled um, in a significant way through Jacob, and yeah. it's interesting. So then we have then we have um, as as we fast forward in the story, we have Jacob's son Joseph. Mm-hmm. He has dreams, mm-hmm. and as a result of those dreams, he goes into Egypt, and then his family follows there into Egypt. And then Moses comes onto the scene some four centuries later and God uses Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery. They go through the Red Sea to Mount Sinai. They end up in the wilderness for 40 years and then they finally make it into the promised land. So that's kind of a very short version of the history of Israel from the time of Jacob all the way through to the promised land. Now, what's fascinating about this, Sharissa, is that Jesus Christ, he followed that same route in his life and his ministry, according to the book of Matthew. That's a good point. That's a this great point. This is huge. So we're going to take a look at, after the break, after this song um, from Ron and Patty Valiant, um, when Israel was a child, we're going to take a look at the parallels Mm. that Jesus fulfilled as the Israel of God in the New Testament. Sit back, enjoy this song, and we'll be back with the rest of our study in just a bit. When Israel was a child He 
Welcome back to Looking Up. You're with Sharissa and Danny and Shell on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. We are in the Bible studying the subject of Israel. Israel in Bible prophecy. What does the Bible have to say? There's um, There's been a lot of movies out there regarding um, Israel in prophecy, Sharissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a, a Left Behind series by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, popular sold millions and millions of copies around the world. Um, Newsweek, Time magazine um, have their views on Israel. American politics in particular have their views on (laughs) Israel and um, the Republicans in particular, although we don't deal with politics on this program from a a political sort of bias or anything like that because we're we're not into that. But certainly the Republicans... um, especially under Donald Trump they were very pro israel mm-hmm. in in a lot of their in a lot of their policies and as i pointed out earlier moving the us embassy from tel aviv mm-hmm. to jerusalem you know which which caused an uproar amongst the arab world so today we need to know what the bible has to say because um the Amen. yeah the the popular uh, the popular idea is that Israel will be the center of end-time Bible prophecy. Mm -hmm. And so we need to find out whether that is true or not. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to probably need to just give some some background as to to why so many um, believe that Israel Israel is part of end-time Bible prophecy and and that Israel today is fulfilling the prophecies that God gave through, you know, the Old Testament based on Israel, especially in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34 to 36, I think, or 36 to 38. Some in the book of Isaiah. Yeah, right? there is, there is. So so we want to take a look at why why that is, and um, we'll, give some more, we'll, we'll, we'll give some more information regarding that. But after World War II, uh, I think everyone's aware that during World War II, you know, some 6 million Jews uh, were, were killed. You know, by by the Nazis, mm. by Hitler and his, uh, his, his and his Nazi companions, you know, th- they were they were exterminated. That was the aim, you know, to exterminate the the Jewish nation. So not for the first time. <laughs> you remember during the time of Esther? Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, Haman. Yes. <laughs> Haman desperately tried to exterminate the Jewish people. Yeah. And uh, and God God intervened. intervened. Yeah, God intervened. So after World War Two. 
when the dust had settled, uh, the United Nations, um, together with the British, who at that time um, sort of ruled over Palestine, the United Nations, um, they decided to give uh, the Jewish people the land of Israel, you know, to give that to them, I guess, based on, you know, everything they'd suffered during World War II. It was horrendous. And so this was a way for the world not only to acknowledge, you know, their suffering and their pain and, and what had taken place uh, to their people um, during World War II, but also to give them an opportunity of a fresh start mm-hmm. and, to, and to rejoin, to rejoin the world. So um, this was really the first time uh, the nation of Israel was recognised in this way by okay. by the world political leaders since 70 AD when Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans. So that was, uh, was it 1948? Yes, 1948. Yep. Um, 1948 uh, when when they came into the the land of Israel, where they are now. Um, the follow, Obviously, some of the Arab nations, like Egypt, um, that surround Israel, like Egypt, Syria, Jordan, um, and Iraq, were not very excited about that. Mm. And so in 1949, we have a war, mm-hmm. a war that breaks out. Um, some of these Arab uh, nations came in and they fought against the Israelis, mm. and the Israelis, um, they... they Prevailed. I'm not sure if they had the Americans backing them at that time to the degree that they would be backed today. I'm not quite sure about that. But that, so, so they won. That was in 1949. So they'd arrived in 1948. The war erupts in 1949. So the Arabs really didn't want them there. Then the next war was in 1967. That's the famous six day war. Have you heard of the famous six day war? I have. Uh, but I don't know much about it. So, so well, it ended in six days. <laughs> I guess, I guess <laughs> that much. <laughs> That's what's called it. It was quite amazing. So they they overcame once again um, mm. the nations that were against them, and uh, and then the third and final time um, Israel was was invaded um, with the view of you know overtaking them was in 1974, hmm. and once again uh, they prevailed. So we have um, we have that taking place. Um, and then you have you also have this prophecy that Jesus gave. If we could go there um, to Matthew twenty four, it's the it's the parable of the fig tree. This is a really interesting one, and um, because some of our some of our listeners will probably have some questions, so we're going to try and answer these questions as we go along. So Matthew twenty four, this is the the sermon that Jesus gave concerning the signs of his coming. Sure, so you are well familiar with this as a fellow evangelist. <laughs> yes. Matthew 24, where Jesus um, gave signs uh, that would relate to not only the destruction of Jerusalem and its temple in 70 AD, but also to the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So he, he put these signs together as, as a tapestry. And then um, towards the end of that, after he had shared the signs of his coming, if you want to read from verse 32 and verse 33, verse 32 and 33 of Matthew 24. Sure. Jesus says, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Okay. So there are many who who believe that this prophecy of Jesus is the fulfillment of Israel receiving its land in 1948. Mm-hmm. And that that means wow, we are nearing the end. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see 
this taking place, Jesus said, you know that my coming is near even at the doors. That's why they're waiting for the fulfillment of end time prophecies in Israel. Mm -hmm. The reason is the fig tree was a symbol of Israel and is a symbol of Israel, the fig tree. Yes. However, Jesus here is not speaking of the nation of Israel. And somebody might be wondering, well, how do you know that, Danny? Well, if we go to the parallel passage in Luke 21, Luke 21 verse 29, you discover that Jesus here is speaking of not only the fig tree, but all the trees. Mm. Okay, He's giving a sign that will help us to know when his coming is near based on what's happening in, on, in all the trees. You want to read Luke 21 and verses um, 29 to 31. Sure. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is near, is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Okay. So what Jesus here is saying is not that when you see... Israel, once again, um, inhabited as a nation, a political entity in the world, that means my coming is drawing near. No, he's not speaking of that at all. What Jesus is saying is when you see all these preceding signs, when you see the labor pains intensifying, wars, rumors of wars, you know, famines, pestilences, pandemics, earthquakes, um, the love of many growing cold, false Christ, and so on and so forth. He gives that whole big long list. Mm-hmm. When you see all these taking place in one generation, mm. okay, just like in the generation before the destruction of Jerusalem, yes, so too in the last 40 years in particular, we have seen all these events that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24 just exponentially, exponentially increase. That's right. You've, you've been telling me that as we've been on this show that yeah. you've never seen this, never all, seen a this. convergence of all the science yeah. and all the, all the economic, um, natural, political, spiritual world, all happening Religious at once. Religious world, Religious social thing. world, yeah. just everything. It's, it's all the convergence. Once. I've never seen it before. So interesting too that the fig tree thing comes right after our signature verse. Yes, it does. It <laughs> Look does. Up. Look up. It's straight after. <laughs> that and so the fig tree and all the trees so what's the point jesus is saying he's saying when you see them budding you know that summer is on its way we know that it's an illustration it's an illustration to tell us when we see all these signs taking place that he's coming so it's got nothing to do with the nation of israel that makes um after world war ii uh you know taking on board um you know the role that it currently has Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. All right. Very good. So we're just letting Scripture um, speak for itself. So hopefully that answers that question on Israel and the fig tree because that's a big one. Okay. That's a big one. All right. So now let's take a look at – it's interesting. We won't maybe go to – or maybe we do. Exodus 4, 22 and 23. Moses, when Moses comes uh, before Pharaoh, notice the language that he uses here. Exodus chapter 4, verses 22 and 23. This is significant because this will relate to Jesus Christ. All right, all right. Here it is, Exodus 4, 22 and 23. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Okay, so here, (laughs) Israel... 
is in the context of a son. Mm. And that's the nation of Israel. That's right. Spoken of as a son. Interesting. Very interesting language. Very interesting language. So now we're going to go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And we're going to discover incredible parallels between Jesus Christ and the nation of Israel. This is just phenomenal, incredible, folks. Just uh, You're going to have to put your seatbelts on. This is just incredible. So Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 15, Sharissa, do you want to read that for us, please? All right. I'm enjoying this Bible study. This is amazing. It's only going to get better. Can't wait. Here we go. Matthew 2, 13 to 15. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Oh, have mercy. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> now, this is a direct quote from, not not in Exodus, um, but the words are directly taken from the book of Hosea. Hmm. Hosea chapter 11, verse this 1. Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. And so, but you have, you have that out of Egypt, I called my son. Now, check this out. Check this out. I've made note of this. So let me just make sure I don't want to miss any of these points out. You have, in the Old Testament, okay, you have a man named Joseph. Mm-hmm. who had dreams. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, you have a man named Joseph. Who has the, a dream. Who has a dream. You have Joseph in the Old Testament being led into Egypt. Yes. After his brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites, his cousins, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have Jesus going into Egypt mm-hmm. because Herod is trying to take his life. You have Joseph... So you have the the nation of Israel being called out of Egypt, okay? You have Jesus being called out of Egypt. Amazing. Amazing. Carries on. Keeps going. You have the nation of Israel passing through the water, Mm -hmm. through the Red Sea. Yes. You have Jesus passing through the water at his baptism. Yes. He's baptized in the River Jordan to begin his ministry. Oh, I can see where you're going next. You can see where are we going next? <laughs> to the wilderness? Yes, to the wilderness. <laughs> Jesus goes, and how many how many days has he spent in the wilderness? Oh, 40 days. How long did the children of 40 Israel spend? 40 years. 40 years. Oh, it gets even more exciting. When Jesus was tempted mm. by the devil, what book did he quote from? Oh, Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy, which is a, a word. The word Deuteronomy means, you know, the second reading, uh, reading of the law. Mm. Jew is two, nomos, non, not nomini, or nomos. That's, that, that, that's the law, the second reading of the law. Hmm. And um, then you have, you have Jesus after the wilderness experience and after the temptation, where does he go? To the Mount of Blessings, yes. to the to the Sermon on the Mount, and he ex- expands on the Ten Commandments. This is the New Sinai. This is the New Sinai, the New Sinai, which we have the children of Israel in the in the in the Old Sinai, mm. and then you have then you have um, Psalm eighty verse eight speaks of a vine out of Egypt, mm-hmm. and Jesus said in John fifteen, "I am the vine, mm. you are the branches." So Jesus here is fulfilling 
All the promises that were made to Israel, he's fulfilling them. He's overcoming where the nation of Israel that's right. fell and failed. Ah, oh, that's a beautiful it's phenomenal. way of putting it. It is absolutely phenomenal. So that's, that's an incredible parallel between Jesus Christ and Israel. And so we're going to go to some music, but we're going to come back with some more after this beautiful song, Jesus in You by Kate Hollingsworth. Jesus in you invites me to higher thought and purer motive. Thank you for being a surrender vessel, pointing me straight to the with 
Sharissa and Danny and Shell on looking up and hope and pray you're having a blessed time through this Bible study as we're taking a look at the the biblical role of Israel in particular as as it deals with um, end time events and we're trying to see if there is any connection between ancient Israel and the modern state of Israel today being at the very center of end time Bible prophecy, Sharissa. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this study. And uh, just before we, we had that song, we were just laying some incredible parallels between yeah. Jesus and the experience of Israel coming out, the nation of Israel coming up out of Egypt and their whole experience. And on that note, I should just probably give a quick plug for Go the for upcoming yes, book that is a free offer for the first person and the third person who calls or texts us today. It's called What Kind of Power Is This? And it's all about the miracles of Jesus and uh, what was behind them. And I think that whoever gets their hands on this book, they're going to be incredibly blessed because this book provides fresh insights for your faith so that you can hold on to Jesus. So if you're interested, we can give you the code word that you need to call or text us with just before this program finishes. And it's going to be the obvious word. Okay. It's going to be the obvious word. And um, so it's not going to be hard at all. It's <laughs> going to be so straightforward. All right. Okay, so we're carrying on with our Bible study. So I would like to invite you, Sharissa, if you could read Exodus chapter 19, um, verses 5 and 6. This is... Uh, this is just before God gives the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. So he's going to give them verbally, and then Moses is going to go up the mountain to receive the two tablets of stone written by God's very own uh, hand, by his very own finger, from his very own throne room. And notice what God here says to his people in Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6. This is very interesting and very, very important. Sure. God says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Okay, so what's this telling us? Is this a blank check? That no matter it's what, it's a conditional. It's a very conditional promise, isn't if, it? If then, if then, and that's all the way through the Old Testament, isn't it? It is, and even in the New Testament, if yes. and then. So there are many who say, regardless of what Israel does, regardless of what the nation of Israel does, the modern nation of Israel day today, they are God's chosen people, and they will be the ones that will be used by God as ambassadors at the end of time. To, to usher in the second coming of Jesus. Mm. But that's not what the Bible teaches. It's not. Uh, because God's no respecter of mm. persons. Mm -hmm. He's no respecter of persons. And we've already done a Bible study on Daniel chapter 9. Yes. The 70-week prophecy. Do you want to just briefly share on that? Ah, yeah. In Daniel chapter 9, we see that God gave to the to the Jewish nation, he gave them 490 years, um, basically to come back to covenant faithfulness to him and to repent and to turn, but they did not. And uh, instead, um, we see at the end of that 490-year prophecy, uh, the gospel goes no longer just to the, the Jewish nation, but it goes to the Gentiles as well. And that was something that uh, we see happening in the, the New Testament. That's right. Um, after the stoning of Stephen, um, then we have 
Paul, you know, Saul, <laughs> raised up as like an apostle and he's preaching all over the place to everybody. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That, that's a very good summary. B- before we take a look at what the New Testament has to say about Israel, because we're going to discover that the New Testament speaks of two Israels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are two Israels. That's there's right. an Israel after the spirit, mm-hmm. and there's an Israel after the flesh. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going, to, we're going to find out about that. But before we do, um, Jesus gave two parables that I am aware of. There could be more, but two very clear parables. And that is, and we won't take the time to read them because um, they're, they're lengthy, but I'd encourage those who would like to read these, just make note of these references. The first one is Matthew 21, verses 33 to 45, and it's the parable of the vine dressers. Mm. And Jesus here is speaking to his people. He's speaking to his nation. And he's saying that if if you continue to rebel you know, against uh, against me, I'm your Messiah. If you continue to rebel, then this this nation will no longer uh, enjoy the privileges of being my chosen ambassadors that I so much wanted this people to be. But the the message is going to go and be shared, you know, by the Gentiles and and by all, you know, all will be. So that's one. Mm-hmm. The other one is um, uh, in Matthew chapter twenty two, verses two to ten, and um, and once again there we have a parable concerning um, yeah, the Jewish nation mm-hmm. um, being given one final opportunity, one final opportunity. Uh, we also have, you know, Jesus, he, he comes into the temple um, a week before his crucifixion and he clears the temple and he says, this is my house. This is in Matthew 21, verses 12 and 13. Jesus says, this is my house. You have made it a den of thieves. But in Matthew 23, verses 37 to 39, uh, before Jesus gives the sermon dealing with the signs of the times, he says, your house Mm. has been left to you desolate. Hmm. So very interesting, from my house to your house. Yeah. And so we have a very clear transition here. So that's that's very, very interesting. Yes, it is. So I don't know if you want to add anything before we move to um, taking a look at the New Testament um, to Israel's. Yeah, I think what I have to share may be in line with that. Okay. Yep. Go for it. Um, well, okay. If you want me to do it now, I was just reading um, just recently about Simeon and how he, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he spoke some beautiful words. It's the Bible says he praised God in Luke chapter two, and it was just interesting what he said here um, concerning Jesus. He says from verses 28, 29 to 32, he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And so it was just an mm. interesting passage because here we see that God loved Loves everybody, has a plan for the whole world, but it was through the ministry of the, of Israel that God was trying to reach the, the world. Um, here we see that the Savior whom God promised would come through the nation of Israel. It's fascinating, isn't it? And, um, you know, while, while we're looking at the, at the words of Jesus, I'm reminded of John chapter 1 and verses uh, 11 to 13. Mm. And it's uh, fascinating there. Um, what John writes, he writes, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, 
who were born, now this is the key point, mm-hmm. who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It doesn't get much clearer than it that, It gets very it? clear. So we are God's children. If we are born again, we can be Jews, we can be Gentiles, it matters not. And we're going to take a look at some of those scriptures, especially from the Apostle Paul. But God is interested in children who are not so much children of the flesh. It's not so much what you know, what country you belong to, whether you're an Israelite by birth in a physical sense, but are you an Israelite? In a spiritual sense, that's right. You know, uh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So that's what we're going to take a look at, and, and it's interesting. Um, we won't we won't take the time to take a look at what Jesus said to the religious leaders on one occasion in John chapter eight. People can read that in John chapter eight, verses thirty-seven to forty-seven. Uh, they said, "We are Abraham's children." That's yes. what the Jewish leader said. We are Abraham's children. And Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, I'm sort of paraphrasing, um, you would accept me. I am the Messiah. You would accept me because Abraham, you know, he he accepted me and he looked forward to my day. But instead, Jesus says, you're not Abraham's children. And he's, he says something really shocking to the religious leaders. He says, you are children of, of the devil <laughs> because they did not accept him by faith. Yes. They said, no, we are physical descendants of Abraham, but they were not spiritual descendants of Abraham. This is such an important subject because if if we become part of God's family by faith, then those rich covenant promises that God made to Abraham, like we become part of that. Mm, Absolutely. By faith. So it's by faith. So that's what we're going to take a look at, um, what it means to be a son of Abraham. So let's go to some scriptures here in the New Testament from the Apostle Paul. There's a number of them, and we don't have time to look at all of them. But we're going to try and take a look at some of the major ones. If you want to take a look at Galatians, we'll start off in Galatians. Galatians chapter 3 and verses 6 and 7. If you want to read that for us, please, Charissa. Sure. Here the Bible says, Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are of are sons of Abraham. Wow, okay, so that's pretty clear, isn't it? It doesn't get much clearer. <laughs> so we are a son of Abraham. By faith. By faith. Through faith. Through faith. Yeah. And um, so, that's, so that's really interesting. Let's take a look at another one. Galatians 3. Verses 26 and 29 while we're there. Verse 26 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 29. Is that what it yep, was? Yep, verse all the way to verse 29. Oh, okay. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Wow. Do we need to go any further in our Bible study? I think we can finish that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can finish and, and talk about... No, we won't talk about other things because then you, uh, you I'll get off the track. Um, but yeah, can you see how clear it is? It's crystal clear. So, so just to recap, this is really important. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, we have God raising up an individual called Jacob yes. who is given the name Israel. Yes. That name then is attached 
to an entire community, okay, yes. the nation of Israel. God gave promises to the nation of Israel. We read them in Exodus chapter 19 and the covenant promises um, that we have, but they were conditional. Mm-hmm. If you do this, then God will fulfill this, okay? But sadly, um, the nation of Israel, as a nation, um, in particular, it's religious establishment, the religious leaders, they failed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then in the New Testament, you have God raising up a son called Israel, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, an individual. It's beautiful. He, he fulfilled all the promises of the covenant yes. where ancient Israel failed. I love it. He fulfilled yeah, you, you he think. fulfilled all the all the promises, all the covenant promises, by faith. Mm. Where Israel failed, Jesus Christ then establishes a community of faith. Yes, not in a nation like the nation of Israel, like in the Old Testament, but he establishes a community of faith worldwide, as we have just read. And whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, it matters not. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, he fulfills his promises. To you through faith because he overcame where the nation of Israel failed and he overcomes where we have failed. Uh, yeah, I just, I love what you just said there. And just, um, I've heard someone put it like this um, God in, in Jesus, Jesus fulfills both halves of the covenant, the half of human faithfulness to God and the half of God's faithfulness to man. Mm. He fulfills it both. And that's why faith in Christ is. That's the key. Mm. So Jesus Christ, in his ministry, in his life, he fulfilled all of the covenant promises that ancient Israel failed to uh, failed to fulfill in the Old Testament. Jesus fulfilled them. So Jesus is the Israel of God in the New Testament. Amazing. And his people that respond to him by faith are part of Israel for the last 2,000 years and all the way to the end. That's why every blessing is his. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very powerful. So we've got a few little uh, seconds left here. Do you want to read just one more scripture? Um, Galatians 6, 14 to 16. All right. Galatians 6, 14 to 16. Okay, here we go. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. So here we have the Israel of God. They are God's people who walk by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What an awesome study. Well, folk, we have got more to (laughs) study on this subject. Uh, But in the meantime, just sit back, listen to some music, some news, and then we'll be back with our final Bible study segment. Make sure you tune in to The Breakfast Show to Encounter God, play the quiz, hear great music, and noteworthy news. All that and much more every morning on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Welcome back to Looking Up. You are with Danny and Sharissa and Shell, and we are in the final stretch of our Bible study on Israel taking a look at what the Bible has to say. We've had, we've had a great study so far, haven't we? We have. I've really been blessed. 
And um, so we want to take a look at some more scriptures mm-hmm. that uh, clearly, clearly define the true Israel of God when it comes to, you know, Jesus Christ and the New Testament era and all the way through to the second coming of Jesus. So we want to take a look at 1 Corinthians 10, 18. It's a fascinating scripture here. And if you have it, Sharissa, if you want to read 1 Corinthians 10, 18. Sure. The Bible says, Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altars? Notice that phrase, Israel after the flesh. Yes. So there's Israel after the flesh. And, and Israel, there's Israel after the spirit. After the spirit. Now, there's an interesting um, scripture that's really, really powerful. This is another one that's just such a clincher. And that's uh, Galatians 3.16. Galatians 3.16. And if you want to read Galatians 3.16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Wow. So who is the ultimate seed? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So all the promises are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we know that to be true because Jesus Christ himself said that. Mm-hmm. He said, the scriptures all speak of me. That's in Luke 24 when on the road to Emmaus, we talked about this I think last week, You know, he unpacked all the prophecies concerning himself. Jesus Christ fulfilled all the covenant promises, every single one of them. Amen. And so in Christ, in his seed, capital S, singular, seed, by faith, we are now part of the Israel of God or the Commonwealth Israel of God. Now it's interesting when it takes when we take a look at this. Um, there's another really cool scripture, Romans two twenty eight and twenty nine. There are just so many scriptures. Um, Sharissa, as I was going through this Bible study and just doing some doing some uh, cross referencing and just pulling out one scripture after another. But if you want to take a look at uh, what did I say? Romans chapter two. Verses 28 and 29. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. All right. Well, what's this saying? Put it in even more. I mean, it's pretty simple, but put it in simple terms for our listeners. Okay, <laughs> so it's um, it's being part of spiritual Israel, basically, and it's of the heart, not not by circumcision, which was an outward thing, but Jesus is here communicating to us through His Word that it's spiritual. Uh, it's a spiritual connection now mm. that we have. So, being a Jew outwardly is not important Mm-mm. as far as salvation is concerned. Being a Jew inwardly, as you pointed out, you know, circumcision of the heart, not mm-hmm. of the flesh. Once again, we have physical and spiritual Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can be a physical Jew and not be part of the Israel of God. Or you can be a non-physical Jew and be part of the Israel of God by faith through the capital seed Jesus Christ. Now, this is really interesting. There's an interesting um, uh, analogy, uh, sorry, a story, analogy, if you want to call it that, um, that Paul gives regarding the two primary sons of Abraham, because we know he had more children, but the two primary sons, Isaac 
and Ishmael. and Ishmael. One by Sarah, the other one by Hagar. And let's just take a look at this. This is really, really fascinating. And let me just see if I can find it. It's in Galatians chapter 4, yep. verses 21 to 31. So it's a, it's a lengthy passage, but I think it's really worth uh, noting. Um, and this is speaking of the two covenants. Okay, Uh, one after the flesh, the other one after the spirit. So if you want to read Galatians 4, all the way through from verse 21 to verse 31. All right. It says, Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise, which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which is which now is and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. Is that Keep going? Yep, keep going. To verse 29? To, to, to verse 31. Sorry, sorry. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Okay, there's a lot there in that passage. You know, we could preach a whole sermon or two on that, and we don't have time to unpack it. But the point here is that Paul is raising is that we can either choose to be children of the flesh, Hagar is a representative of children of the flesh. Why is that? Because God said, I'm going to give you a son, and from that son will be a mighty nation to Abraham from Sarah, Mm -hmm. from Sarah's womb. But no, Abraham and Sarah, together with with Hagar, came up with a plan B. Mm. They weren't patient on waiting on God for the promise of faith. And so they stepped ahead and they and Abraham had a had a child with Hagar who ends up being Ishmael. That's a child of the flesh. That's a child of not trusting in God, not trusting in his promises. That's not a child by faith. That's a child by works. works. Exactly. <laughs> this is faith and works that the Apostle Paul here is speaking of. Whereas Sarah had Isaac by faith. Mm. So Isaac is a symbol of faith. Mm. And so Paul says we are not sons or heirs of Ishmael, but we are sons and heirs of Isaac by faith, not according to works and the flesh, but according to faith and the spirit. And freedom. And freedom. <laughs> so there you go. So so that that that, that whole so, so we've given a number of scriptures here, not one or two, but we've given a number of scriptures and it's interesting in Matthew chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, uh, this is another interesting passage here. John the Baptist, he is preaching uh, uh, on the Jordan River and he's especially speaking to the religious establishment um, and, and the people, the Jewish people that, that are there by the Jordan River. And notice what he says to them in um, Matthew chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. 
Do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Wow, pretty serious. Pretty seriously. And by the stones, uh, he was referring to the Gentiles. Yes. Because uh, the Gentiles were seen by the Jews as having stony hearts. They couldn't be reached. So no point in preaching and teaching to the Gentiles because they just got, they got stony hearts. They, they can't receive the truth. So no point you know, sharing salvation with them. Mm. So this is what's taking place here. There's, there's, there's so many more scriptures, but I want us to land with the big one. Now, Nathanael, let's go to John chapter 1. It's interesting what Jesus says about Nathanael. He was one of his um, disciples, Nathanael. John chapter 1, verse 47. If you want to read that for us, please, Sharissa. John 1, verse 47. 47 yeah. I always call him Nathanael. Nathaniel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Jesus saw Nathanael. Nathaniel, coming toward him and said to him, said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. An Israelite indeed. Wasn't Nathaniel already an Israelite? Sharissa, wasn't he already a Jew? Yes. Why does Jesus say, Behold, an Israelite indeed? It's mm. like a true Israelite. Mm. Why would he say that if it wasn't he was an Israelite after the spirit, not right. after the flesh? Yeah. It's interesting. It says there was no deceit in him mm-hmm. or no guile, depending on what your translation is. Now, notice who else is described as having no guile. Go over to 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2, verse 22. 1 Peter 2, verse 22. And if our listeners are going through their Bibles, they've been we've been on a real journey going flicking from one page to the next. To work out in the Word. Uh, I like that. Work out in the Word. I like that. First <laughs> Peter 2, verse 22. All right. You who, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, speaking of Jesus. Yeah, speaking of Jesus. So once again, that same word is used. That word is used 12 times in the New Testament, that word guile or deceit. Mm. And here it's used in connection with Christ. One last time, check this out, where this word is used for the last time. Revelation 14. All right, Revelation 14. Oh, we like that chapter. Revelation 14, where we find God's final message of love to the world. Yes. Which is called the what? Three angels' message. Three angels' message. Or the everlasting gospel. The everlasting gospel. (laughs) Found in Revelation 14, where? Verses? 6 to 12. Verses 6 to 12. So in Revelation 14, we have, in verses 1 to 5, the character described of those who will preach the everlasting gospel in Revelation 14, 6 to 12. And then we have uh, the reward, Mm -hmm. their reward, and we've got the harvest, the second coming of Jesus in verses 14 to 20. Now, if you want to read Revelation chapter 14 and uh, and read, I think it's, um, say read verses 4 and 5. But verse 5 is the key verse, but read verse 4 just to pick up the context. Sure, it says, These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Uh, who's, is it, who's this describing? Well, the, God's, which, which part? The, the whole thing? The, this is the 144,000. 144,000, where do we have that? Well, verse, one. verse 1. Yeah. Read verse 1. 
says, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion with him, and with him one hundred and forty-four thousand, having his father's name written on their foreheads. Now these one hundred and forty-four thousand appear somewhere else in Revelation. Chapter Revelation seven. chapter 7. Go to Revelation chapter 7. Let's find out where these 144,000 come from. 144,000, Revelation chapter 7, verse 4, if you want to read that. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Wow. So the children of Israel at the end of time that make up the 144,000 that are sealed and don't receive the mark of the beast, they are all the sons and daughters of Abraham by faith because they are part of the seed, capital C, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Israel of God. The Israel of God. Overcomers. the, The overcomers, yes. The prince of God and princesses of God, they are overcomers. They're they have been transformed, just like Jacob mm. was transformed from a deceiver and a crook to an overcomer, to a prince of God. So too, God's people have been have been transformed from sinners to saints Amen. through Jesus Christ. And so, my dear friends, as we look to land um, this Bible study, the Israel of God today is Every single man, woman, and child on the planet, no matter where they are, who have accepted Jesus Christ by faith, and now they are sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. They are sons of Abraham by faith, and they are preparing for the coming of Jesus. They are just like Christ with no guile in their mouths. And that's the God's plan for each and every one of us. So sit back and listen to some music, and then we'll be with you shortly as we conclude. Like Isaac, and I'm 
Hope you enjoyed that beautiful song from Tanya Gutsi, Abraham Sky. And that's what we've been talking about in this program. We've been taking a look at what matters at the end of time, and that is to be part of the Israel of God, to be Amen. part of the seed of Jesus Christ who fulfilled all the promises in his life, in his death, in his uh, resurrection, and his ascension, and he's coming back soon. So, Sharissa... Thank you for, for joining me again on this epic Bible study. Thank you for leading us through. <laughs> it's, it's, it's powerful. And before we share with you what's going to be taking place next week, God willing, do you want to lead us through this gift? All right. So, folks, we've been plugging this right throughout the program, but now it's a wonderful time when we get to give it to the first person who calls in or texts us. 
And the book again is called What Kind of Power Is This? by a man named Ray Markham. And it's all about Jesus the Miracle Worker. You'll be blessed as you read this book. And so the code word that you need to call in or text us with is... Drumroll... Israel! Yay. <laughs> oh, thank you for the sound effects there. <laughs> Israel, if you call or text us on, you can call us or text us on 0491-064-669 or you can call the general station number on 1-800-324-843. Uh, you call or text and if you're the first person or the third person in line who calls or texts us, you're going to get this as a free gift to you. And what was that word again? Israel. Israel, nice and easy. Surprise. So tell us, tell us, Charissa, what's what's uh, taking place next week? All right, so next week we're going to change gears just a little bit, but we're going to have uh, some special guests. It's a family coming in, mom and three boys, and they're going to be sharing with us uh, their experience. They're currently on a 40-day media fast. Oh, wow. And they're loving it. And so uh, really looking forward to interviewing them. Uh, these are high school boys and primary age boys and uh, mum's a wonderful lady too. So you're going to enjoy that. And then we'll look at some biblical principles on how we can make wise choices with our media consumption and our technology use. And I think you'll find it to be an, a different uh, Bible study, but very practical, very relevant. And very relevant because we're all on devices. That's right. You know, that's life today, devices. So um, thank you so much for that, Sharissa, for organizing that. I'm really looking forward to connecting. Connecting with the three boys and their mum and yeah. hearing their journey. So what day are they up to now? I, well, I think they are in week three. Okay. Yeah, so, well, they're kind three. of halfway through. So they'll be able to give us a good indication of what's been happening. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. By the end, it'll be week four. Yeah. Do you want to have a prayer for our listeners, Sharissa, and, um, and pray for them before we sign off? I would love to. Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for the clarity that your word brings to our lives. We thank you for what we've learnt in our Bible study today, how by faith and through faith, we can all be part of the Israel of God by putting our faith in Jesus. Mm, Lord, amen. we want to be part of that people, the 144,000 who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Mm, we want to be amen. like that too. And so I pray a blessing on all of our listeners, wherever they may be. May you bless them as they study your word. May you bless them as they take steps to follow Jesus and to put their faith in Him. In the hour we live in, in our world, there's so much terrible things going on, but we are just so thankful that we can look up to you by faith and know that we have hope and assurance and promises of your soon return to hold on to. So, Lord, bless us and uh, bless our listeners in a very special way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sharissa. Folk, it's been great to have you with us on this Wednesday afternoon. Just a reminder, the Drive Time show from Adelaide will be following us immediately, so stick around and enjoy that. Once again, I just want to thank you, and remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. Isn't Amen. that right? Amen. Yes. So keep looking up, folk. <laughs> Jesus coming is drawing near, and love to see you again. Love to hear you again next week. God bless. Bye. <laughs> Don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. We're
prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is all. 